This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. If Judy isn't, uh, if Jody isn't the first commenter, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be sad. But um, anyway, so here, special guest today, I have Matt from, and your, okay, so your YouTube is AKA Bog. That's how yeah, you yeah. do, okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So I have Matt on today because we kind of connected on some really, really nerdy ass shit. And so we're going to talk about some more nerdy ass shit. So uh, Matt, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm actually really excited to be here. It's pretty, pretty awesome awesome thanks so i guess we'll, to, to first get started um i wanted you to kind of talk about yourself and your channel and what you kind of do online for the most part well uh you know i uh, started my channel a little while ago because i was uh having trouble getting family and friends as excited about my collection as i am and i really just wanted to talk about the stuff i like collecting which is uh, comic books, uh, primarily I've got over 8,000 comic books and have been buying okay. for like 30 years. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, I've got piles next to me here and, uh, you know, but I, I've been collecting since I was a kid, you know, I've been, uh, into cards. Uh, I used to buy a lot of like Marvel cards, uh, but I've been playing magic since the original set came out. You know, I, I started playing when I was like 10 years old. 
and I played up until like middle school when we were all nerd shamed out of the game uh, for many years, you know, and I got back into it uh, and I've been just playing. I, uh, I've got definitely my opinions on collecting magic for sure. Uh, but uh, I think we also, you know, one of my other ones is uh, Fortnite cards. I love Fortnite. I've been playing Fortnite for several years now. And um, I got into the trading cards pretty early, and they become extremely popular. Uh, they're a lot of fun to collect. And we've got Series 3, like, right around the corner. And uh, from the Fortnite trading cards, when they started releasing Fortnite comics, I was just like pretty much in collecting heaven so <laughs> it was a nice blend of the two yeah, things absolutely that's awesome yeah and i mean like yeah so so it was really nice for us to kind of connect because when it comes to like the bridging between the Fortnite and the comic books yeah i have zero point yeah i have um you know marvel x Fortnite, but i what i don't know and i and i haven't really done much of the research is you know the different nuances between the two so that's what i was really happy to sure. connect with you so yeah. so i'm definitely here to learn um well and like know, about anything and everything <laughs> yeah you know, i've been uh, like early on uh, so, like, with comic book collecting, uh, they give the dealer catalogs out about three months early. So the dealers can kind of order and every, have everything ready. And mm -hmm. going about, I don't know, 15, 16 years, I joined a program at my local shop. They call it their nice program, but every shop just about has their own version of it. And you start getting that catalog as part of your subscription so you can pre-order everything. And because... Mm -hmm you know as a collector there's nothing worse that you you hate than like going down to get your item and it's oh it's gone it's sold out it's not available you know it's so frustrating mm -hmm. and so uh with comics uh you just kind of do your pre-ordering and like my my approach to collecting uh ever since i was a kid was uh when i started buying books is like well i could save up and i could buy one comic that's you know already peaked or I could buy a bunch of comics that might be worth something down the road. And so, uh, you know, I've always been into that kind of speculation buy. I'd rather kind of get something ahead of time before it gets big rather than kind of get in on the back end. Mm -hmm. And um, with Fortnite, it got really weird because when they, they first uh, announced, like the first crossover was with Marvel. And uh, when they did the Marvel comics, um, uh, I knew something was coming because they announced the whole season in Fortnite first where they were doing the Marvel theme season. And the first thing they used to announce it was a comic book. And it was like an interactive comic where it gave you one or two pages a day for like a week. Hmm. And I was like, well, when are we going to get the printed version of this? <laughs> you know, right, so I was exactly. kind of like on the lookout for it. And I was looking at all the solicits and nothing and nothing. And then um, they quietly solicited it uh, outside the norm to comic book shops um, at the last minute and they only gave them like two weeks to order and so a lot of comic book shops are like what is this Fortnite thing like whatever we're not into it and a lot of them didn't really order and so a lot of the comics um, that were ordered ended up being from the um, the spec the guys who buy all the variants and sell them on ebay that's basically their whole business yeah, yeah. and like even ordering i, I gave my guy at the shop I've been buying from for like 25 years, I gave him a list of every issue with the cover and the artist and which one to get. And he still missed them because I I'd go in and I'd be like, Hey, this is not a Fortnite cover. And he's like, 
what's Fortnite? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you're killing me here, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'd be like, so where, where is it? Where is it? And he's like, oh, well, I guess I gave that to somebody else. I'm like, mm. So oh, come on. some of the Marvel ones are kind of hard to find. And yeah. what's really weird is they're, you know, they do with comics, they do a lot of different things. There can be like a, your regular variants that come out on first print day. There can be second, third printings, which are later editions of the book and should probably a lot of people, even if some people are like, oh, it's a lower print run. Uh, so it's worth more. And I'm like, that's the second or third printing. It's worth less. You know, I'm pretty you know hard line on that. Uh, but you will have always first printing it. with you obviously yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that that's how i felt too i'm glad that you said that because i'm like am i missing something here like okay i have guys who are arguing they're like my third printing only has two i'm like i don't care how many copies your third printing has it's a third printing and not a first printing and who cares you know exactly i, I don't care if there's a few of them you know why there's only a, a fewer copies of your third printing it's because not that many people wanted it they got the first printing you guys you know and so that's kind of when I'm looking at like big growth in an item, like I, 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 I there's a, recently there was a really good example with uh, they did a variant with um, King Spawn issue number one, and uh, they had like a one in five variant, one in twenty, one in a hundred, you know, and one two hundred and fifty. So to get one copy of this, you had to order two hundred and fifty. But this one in two hundred and fifty book, uh, uh, you know, Todd McFlannery was going to sign it and number them cool. and it's the only time he's ever going to sign the comic book the king spawn number one he'll never sign it again and so um they ended up uh selling like five, half a million comics it's one of the biggest selling comics of the decade uh, and they, people because people are ordering 250 copies it, comic shops put together bundles for you to get it you know for 800 1200 1500 bucks you know and um and then you would get it and you had to then yourself submit it to cgc with this official certificate to get a slab version mm -hmm. and you only had a time limit on it so there's a time limit on how quick many of them are actually going to get slabbed too and i think it was actually about half of them did um but of all these king spawns uh what's the growth potential i mean i i think that they'll probably hold their value they're super cool it's a nice cover it's signed it's numbered mclaren got weird and did like random variant numbering colors to like make some uh, higher numbers more desirable you know what oh, i mean okay so yeah. he like switched the ink and did fewer of them here and, and so he, he it's kind of a cool thing that they did but it's not the first issue of spawn we've already seen spawn movies everybody mm -hmm. here i knows who todd mclaren is I mean, what is the real growth potential on that comic? I don't think it's that great. Uh, is there a new character in there that is going to be in a movie in 15 years? Yeah, that, people are gonna be like, that is the thing to own. Probably not. Yeah, it's not like, you know, you can buy the new Spider-Man where something amazing happens in a short printed, but it's never going to be amazing fantasy number 15. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's why I'm like, I'm always looking at the new series and everything. And that's why Fortnite was super exciting too. Cause it's like, dude, they short printed the first Marvel ones. It's crazy. Cause the Marvel stuff too was all covers, just variant cover art. And they're really cool. I've got a video with all the, the pictures on my channel for sure. Um, but um, it's weird too, because they, they actually have three comics where they mention like a character's like in frame, disappears and then comes back and was like what was that island 
And so they actually like <laughs> canonize like Fortnite within the Marvel universe, which is kind mm -hmm. of weird and kind of unique. It doesn't happen very often. And um, the only Marvel comic that actually has interior printed pages, which is when you're talking comic books, like they can have cover appearances and everything. But a first appearance, you got to have those interior pages, you know? And, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the the first interior like Fortnite comic appearance is this weird issue. It's fantastic mm -hmm. for issue number 24. It's like volume number six of the series. And it's just a random issue. But as a backup story, uh, they printed the Nexus War event by Donnie Cates, which was the comic in the game. And it's oh. the only way to get a printed copy of the comic. But it's got like oh. the first appearance, you know, when in 10 years, when people are like, what's the first appearance of it, it's going to be this comic and it's going to be Peely and like Bright Bomber and Jonesy and like a lot of the big characters. So that's kind of like one of the big ones to get. And there's a bunch of variants and there are a one in 100 variant set, which are sketch variants uh, by this artist, Alex Ross. And it features each one has uh, one of the Fantastic Four. And mm -hmm. I was able to snag a set for like pretty cheap off of eBay. And so that's a pretty nice one. Uh, but with the DC, when they did it, they did the same thing. They, they didn't give any of the dealers time to order. And the dealers, again, don't believe in Fortnite yet. None of the comic shops did. Yeah. And like I told my shop, I was like, dude, man, you got to order high and order the same number of every copy because everyone has this code in it. People are going to want the set. Because generally comic shops, they'll order big of the first issue and they just cut. Uh, the second issue in half right off the bat and then the third issue they cut in half because specul speculators buy the first couple issues and that's it mm -hmm. and um and so that's what happened with Fortnite. except the first issue has the harley quinn's harley quinn skin coat in it and so that just blew out that was gone. right right and you know what uh, speaking of harley quinn i'll, I'll uh, throw on here's a batman who laughs skin code for Fortnite for somebody if they want that <laughs> hell yeah randomly so yeah i'll read it later but anyways. honestly batman who laughs that character design is so creepy to me it's so good but it's so creepy to me <laughs> and it's uh it's it's really wild it picked up and they ended up running with it big time and they've kind of uh, grown the character and it's i think like in the dc canon he's like dead and they just brought him back within the Fortnite comic, and now he's trapped uh, in canon in the Fortnite loop. And so it's weird, too, because they're blending <laughs> all this Marvel and DC canon with Fortnite, and um, it's it's just weird. But uh, they end up reprinting a bunch of the first issues, and uh, there's a couple of books. They, they didn't do too many premiums or retailer incentives with the first DC series. It's very basic. There's three covers. And everyone originally thought the Donald Mustard one was kind of a retailer incentive variant, mm -hmm. but it was actually a premium variant, which means shops had to order 25 of them. And so I suspect that there's actually a lot more of those Donald Mustard covers out there than the regular or the cardstock covers, because a lot of shops were like, well, to get all three covers, I'll order 13 regulars, 12 cardstocks, and I guess I'll order 25 of the Donald Mustard. Mm-hmm. And, but the uh, unless they were ordering heavy, they might get more of the other ones. So, so it's kind of weird. Uh, issue number six had a one in 150 print black and white variant. Mm -hmm. And based on the sales number, there's like 93,000 of them sold. So there's actually got to be about 620 copies of that comic out there, Max. Oh, wow. And that's selling for about 65 
to a hundred dollars right now on eBay. And that's one that uh, should get higher because uh, I mean, that's a low count 620 and you're talking Fortnite with 300, you know, million user accounts or whatever it is. I think it's like 77 million active users like a month or something like that. Some ridiculous yeah. number. But when you're talking that, if you have 620 copies of an item, that's pretty good like piece to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's so gosh, that is, I have to look at that variant. So, um, so you're saying it's going for about 65 to a hundred yeah. on eBay right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that seems like it. So it's with- a sleeper because it's weird too. With the Fortnite stuff, they do these weird things with comic variants. Uh, usually, if you do a black and white for like a one hundred one in one hundred variant, it's the same art. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's just an uncolored version, which is kind of dumb, you know. But I, it's rarer, you know. But yeah. um, I'd like I prefer the color version. But uh, what they did with these is it's weird. They plug in different art. And so this one, the one in 150 people are, it's weird because it actually uses the cardstock art for issue number two, which is like all the characters and it's got their names written around them. And so it's kind of, it's weird that they would pull that art and use that for the variant for number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did the same thing with the Marvel books. One of the the first variants, I almost missed it. One of my subscribers was like, "Dude, you're check this out," because I I was originally just getting one copy of each. You know, I wasn't trying to get every variant. And there was um, the Captain America one has like Bright Bomber and Captain America on it, and there's a yeah. black and white version of it. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably like a one in ten black and white version. I don't really care, whatever, you know." And my guy's like, "No, dude, look, that's not a Captain America comic. That's a Black Widow comic." Ooh. And it turns out. It's actually the very first Fortnite comic ever was the Black Widow issue number one, uh, black and white variant. And it was a one per store variant that they sent out. It's listed huh. as a surprise variant. And so there's only one per comic shop. So that should be about 2,000-ish copies out there. Uh-huh. And that's the first one that was ever released by release date. And that was a Marvel book. And so they, it, but again, it's weird that they would use the the final art ver- variant art for Captain America and just use a black and white version of it several months ahead of time for the, the black widow coverage. And it has nothing to do with black widow. You know, it's putting Captain America and bright bomber on her cover. It's, it's a weird thing. It, it's not how they usually do comic books. And mm. I think a lot of it is a result of how Fortnite's like, yo, we don't want to solicit this early because we don't want people to know the spoilers. And so, like, sense. even when they did the DC stuff, they shortlisted it and only gave them two weeks to order. And it was way they uh, they had to do, like, th- I think three or four printings on the first issue. Th- I think three at least. And um, and then they started doing with the Foundation comic, which is the Batman Who Laughs one. Uh, when they released that, they um, they started uh, just they listed it as a Batman Fortnite one shot. No information, no art. And... Um, and that kind of surprised people too when the art started showing up or when there was placeholder art and they're like, what is the cover? It's like, this is very common in comic books, especially with variants because they'll solicit them three months in advance and dealers will put their order forms or their websites together. Right. And the art isn't actually ready until a month before the book goes or whatever it is. And nobody updates their website. Nobody's going to go back and update their listing. And the truth is Marvel doesn't even do it because the only time you see the art is when the artist is like, oh, here's my, my art is done, you know, right? or they'll, they'll solicit it. And so with comics, sometimes a lot of times when you're ordering, you're ordering blind, which is 
kind of like shitty sometimes but it's also kind of fun it's kind of cool when you get something and you're like yeah you know but it's it's almost like playing a game and gambling a little bit and so like a lot like modern like stuff lately i've kind of refined it in because a lot of modern comics sometimes they're not always great the quality ebbs and flows you know and so if i'm collecting a lot of books i try and find themes and like right now i'm collecting a lot of connecting covers because connecting covers are cool to show they are very cool and sometimes they can get weird and hard to collect because there might be an issue that's not printed right or that they don't order very many copies of and a perfect example i did a video not long ago on um it's a set of four covers and it's connecting it's called um every power ranger ever variant and it's and so it was two two they released two new series mighty morphin and power rangers Mm-hmm. And issue one and issue two of each series had a variant uh, by Dan Mora. And they were a one in 10 variant. And the first right. two were easy to get because it's issue one. Everybody orders 10 copies, you know, right? And I got right. one from my shop. And then I'm looking for the variants. I'm like, where's the variants? And he's like, I'm not ordering 10 copies of those. And I was like, oh. Okay. So at that point, Never I either mind. have to order 10 copies, you know, through him or wait on eBay. And ultimately, issue number two of, like, the Power Rangers series was not too hard. Whatever the third variant was, wasn't too bad. The fourth one was a nightmare to find. It was hard. It was really hard. And I I tracked them down, and it's a beautiful set. And it has every Power Ranger ever that's ever been on the TV show, like, or any version, you know, like. Like uh, on the American TV show, not the. Well, yeah, of course, the, in Japan, it's like uh, three different TV shows, including like, uh, you know, I love that. And as an editor, I love that. I think mm-hmm. it's like the most brilliant thing in the world that you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm just going to chop this shit to hell and give me like 15 extra minutes of dialogue. And I'm just, I'll give you a new story, whatever. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, I mean, but tell me though, what what other brand, company, media outlet, whatever you want to call it, something, who else is doing what Fortnite Epic does when it comes to bridging all of these stories? I mean, like no one is really doing it. So what they're doing, Secret Layers is kind of getting there, which is cool. Which is cool. Yeah, that's why I, I'm really excited to get into some of the Secret Layers stuff for sure. And like, um, you're exactly right. Um you know, I was talking, my, my one friend, you know, uh, we played Halo for like 10 years probably. And um, I got really upset with Halo when they dropped the Master Chief collection. And they were just, it was basically like a F you to all the fans. Because, you know, I was like, oh, I took a week off of vacation. I got my brand new Xbox One or whatever it was. I got mm-hmm. the game and got in. I plugged the disc in. It's like oh hey welcome you've got a 40 gigabyte download and my connection at the time <laughs> right now i get probably like up to 300 gigabytes was beautiful at the time i was not getting anywhere close i was like five maybe you know Ugh. and i was like oh my god i actually had to go to my neighbor's house to download it and it took me two days and i was like there's part of my vac- playing time you know so i get it downloaded and i'm like finally i start up and it's like oh great we got a 40 gigabyte update to download i was like Oh my god! What are you talking about? And it's because it was so they totally shot the whole. And then you download it, and then you you can sit there for eight hours, and you might get one match. And they completely they uh, they just threw everything on the disc. They didn't actually design any UI, and it was garbage. And 
I was really upset too because like the thing I was really looking forward to is when you release a game like that right before Christmas, um, there's going to be all these new people getting it and mm-hmm. it's time to feast and like kill all the new people for about three months <laughs> until they either quit or they get or good. Get good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it's like time to feast, man. And so I was like waiting for this Halo because Halo 1, good. Halo 2 and 3, beautiful games. Halo 4, Halo Reach, garbage. I'm sorry, not into it. I actually really liked Reach, but... I Reach know was that, okay. Well, <laughs> I know it's like a... I even bought some of the comics, actually. I have uh, the Reach comic that talks about that whole story. Yeah. That whole story. Line. Reach is a great story. And I don't know if you've ever read the, the novels, but like... Um, uh-uh. So like the first book is like a prequel. The second is the first game. And then the third is a bridge between the second and third. They're really good. Mm. They're excellent. And Reach is really good. And like uh, Ghosts of Onyx is a really good one uh, for the Halo series, for sure. That's like, uh, I think that might even be pre-Reach or during Reach or something. I can't remember. But um, so like, it's like, uh, yeah, sorry, I got off on the books here. I totally lost my track of mind here. Uh, well, but, yeah, yeah go ahead no no please redirect i'm like lost. you know you know i was gonna say because we're talking about halo right now and i really like halo um did you ever i'm i'm looking for it right now but did you ever listen to the hunt for the truth halo podcast i haven't no uh okay so if you listen if you read the books and you enjoyed them and maybe you've caught some of the comics listen to hunt for the truth because it's pretty much everything it's it pretty much talks about the story of how the information of master chief and and the other spartans and how that whole program came to life and and it talks about how this guy is trying to break the story on it and and you know like anyways conspiracies people chasing him trying to kill him because he's hunting the truth and and then you come to you know halo 4 where okay the truth is out they're accepting it and they're throwing what's her face under the bus yeah you know yeah the scientist right the doctor um um, i I can't think of her name yeah (laughs) no like um with the the i was actually just talking to the halo comics with my son the other day because i i looked up i was like I think the first one ever was like a Marvel Halo original graphic novel, like a hardcover that they released. And I was like, I was like, what's the first appearance of Master Chief? And it's actually, apparently they consider it to be the preview comic for the original graphic novel. So the graphic novel was released in November and the preview was released in June. I started, I went back and looked and I totally have it. And it's like, there's one selling on eBay for like $1,200. So I have to, I'm sitting here. uh, So I've been buying like every Star Wars comic since like 2005, maybe. The originals from the 70s? uh, No, I, like I said, I only buy new stuff. I don't buy, I never go backwards. You don't? No. So is there, is there a reason? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Because I feel like I already missed the boat on that one. I want, I want to be, I want to be like their first. I I want to be able to say, I got that the day it came out. Like Mm -hmm. Monkey is blowing up right now because the new TV show on Hulu came out a couple days ago and everyone's like, who's this hit monkey? And I'm like, ah, man, hit monkey. That's 2005, man. It's, you know, I, I picked that up when it first came out. Uh-huh. It's like, a, I think issue one has like a 13,000 print count on it. Um, and that's the cool thing with comics. Like even like, so like even going like to nineties with the comics, when they, the, the most printed comic ever is X-Men number one. I had some guy the other day was like, I bought 20 copies of this, the new animated series. Think it's going to blow. 
No, it's the most printed comic ever. There's six million copies. Every comic collector has ten copies in their boxes, dude. Like, no, that comic will never grow in value because it's the it, everyone has it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but X Men, yeah, and it's not even the first appearance. It's just a, it's a reboot and everything, you know. Right. And, and so, like with all these series, I always want to be kind of like just first in and uh, get in there early. And uh, luckily, I did that with like the Fortnite. Uh, I've got the, there's another one, Adam, the uh, Blue Marvel is a comic that's like really low print run Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of growing. And it it spiked a bit recently because people thought it was going to show up in the WandaVision show when she hinted at her scientist friend. Um, But I think he's going to show up in the new Marvel series that's coming up where, because, you know, they're saying, um, uh, because, you know, they kind of changed Captain Marvel 2 to Marvel's. Mm-hmm. Because she's not even really the original version of the character. The original version of Captain right. Marvel was Monica Rambeau's version, who mm-hmm. was introduced. And, of course, in the comics, she later transitioned into a character called Spectrum, um, who kind of reemerged during the uh, the new era uh, in a series called Mighty Avengers. And, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't so this- realize they were changing the name. I, th- I thought it was just going to be Captain Marvel 2. I think it's actually called officially it's The Marvels. Oh, okay. And it's it's gonna and so they've got the new series coming on Disney Plus with Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yes, Kamala Khan. Yeah. Yep. And so it's gonna be like Miss Marvel, and we'll probably see Spectrum, and mm-hmm. it'll probably be Captain Marvel, and I suspect we'll see Adam the Blue Marvel because it's his book is Adam the Blue Marvel. Right. And they they kind of want to bring him, and it's really kind of unique comic. Marvel brought him in. And wrote it as if he was like this character that has existed since the 60s. But like um, someone punched him and they found out he was black. And so they were like, hey, you know, people are kind of nervous with you with all this power. Can you like go into hiding and like depower? And so no one remembers who the Blue Marvel is, you know. And he and so they re- retroact- retroactively plugged him into Marvel canon. And he's oh. one of the most powerful characters in all of Marvel like uh strength and you know he can convert energy and everything else oh that's cool and um the print run was really low because people are like yeah whatever you know and and i bought it because my my buddy i bought a copy for me and a copy for him and i was like dude you gotta go find that comic book i was like it's it's each issue's worth like a thousand bucks right now dude or more Holy crap. you get it graded you uh-huh. know um i saw, i think i saw a set go for like eight thousand holy crap okay And, you know, again, low print run popularity, you know, that's kind of the combo I look for because that's where you see the explosive growth, you know? Yeah. And And that's what you try to aim for when you're specking on something. Yeah. Don't hit it too often. You know, I mean, I've got, well, I say that, but like, like I said, I've been buying every Star Wars comic. There's a lot of Star Wars comics that have gone from like three to $5 the last year to like a hundred bucks, you know, and that's not bad either. That's nothing to scoff at. And, yeah um, i know, mean I, first appearances are great dr afra from uh, darth vader 3 i think i love i have that one i've mm-hmm. got uh, every i've got every issue of darth vader oh uh, nice for the marvel run and what's crazy is they just announced that it's going back to dark horse i find that to be insane um that was announced this week i think uh, why are they doing that i don't know it's not good for comic books is what it tells me is disney's like i can't make money doing this give it back to dc or dark horse or whatever 
comic book industry's like been a, kind of a bit of a dumpster fire for a while and yeah. um the print runs run as low as like five thousand copies which you can find like some real value in there and even like a big book that's like considered like uh is like batman sells a hundred thousand copies a month and that's not really that many copies of a book you know what i mean and yeah. uh and so, but if you have like a new character show up in Batman, who's like really big, like uh, they did Miracle Molly a little while, while ago, and this is 90,000 copies. Again, uh, the, the great, whatever, cool character. It will never respect to those levels, you know, but like um, I, I have, I picked up one uh, called Chew, which was a really cool series. And I, I pre-ordered it because um, I was reading Walking Dead and uh, I was reading all the letter columns and because I, I i i've got to meet robert kirkman and he's such an awesome guy and uh, so i was reading the letter columns and he's like hey you gotta check out this book too it's gonna be really good mm-hmm. so i pre-ordered it and the first print uh print run of issue one is like mm-hmm. estimated to be about five thousand five hundred copies and for a while there it was pretty valuable now it's dropped back down to like three four hundred dollar book because of those five thousand copies cgc shows there's a thousand of them graded you know. And is it easy to grade? Like it grades pretty well. I've got like mm-hmm. a, mine. I actually got Layman to sign it in person. And I sent it in for CGC Gold. So I've got a one of mine is a, a one of ninety eight or fewer that are CGC signed at that level. I think, which is pretty cool. That that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But like uh, you know, I think that grading people are like going crazy when they start getting stuff graded, especially with comics, and they don't really realize like how much like leeway is given towards print defects uh because books get beat up in shipment and stuff and if it's i mean honestly if you're not sitting there like wrecking your book and it's not damaged i mean people like will point to spine ticks i saw a guy do a video a little bit ago he's like was upset they gave him like a 9.2 and he's like it should be an 8.5 and i'm like you're like grading out these things that are considered print print defects, dude. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's negligible. I, I actually just got one of mine back back, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure those assholes great crease the shit out of my book because I'm like, it's a foil, so it's kind of easy to see that there's a freaking crease in there. Yeah. And I sent two of them in, and I sent one in for a buddy, and I was like, I'll make sure you get the best copy. And mm-hmm. oh, dang. <laughs> yeah that that's kind of that's very seldom happened to me where i think that so i sent something off to get graded and i think that something happened on their end where it like messed up a card because i remember i sent in a card that um i can't remember the card was exactly but but long story short it graded a psa one i'm like what the hell i would not have sent in a card that would have graded a PSA one yeah. and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what happened? What's going on? And I noticed that there's these indents on the surface of the card on the front and the back. And I'm like, I have no idea where those came from. I have no idea how they got there. Obviously like it was thrown in their pile and they like, were like, they left it there and it just got shaped and it just got shaped. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was really pissed off when I thought I was really, really pissed off. I was just like mad at everyone for it. I'll, and- I'll give cgc the cred they're working with me on figuring it out because i'm like look guys i'm pretty sure i wouldn't get a 9.8 if this crease was here when he graded it right (laughs) you know i'm like shouldn't it you know so but you know 
I've never, I literally own three graded comic books. Um, you don't own eight, that many? Yeah. Out of my 8,000. I've, I, I've, cool. two of those, one's my CGC signed one that I was like, if I get this signed, I have to have them witness it because otherwise it's not the, you know, the, no one's going to believe it's his signature or whatever, you know? Well, don't they authenticate? CBCS does, not CGC. Oh, okay. Uh, unless they witness it or have circumstances set up where it's got the official cer- it's just certificate. so expensive to do the whole witness and then send to cgc it wasn't too bad for my book at the con it was 50 dollars, and they packaged oh, it and they nice. shipped it and they and it, it was really nice i had to pay this for the return it was not bad honestly could have been worse i i swear i, I, I thought like it was a bargain bucks. that someone yeah. had to come and sit there with me in the comic con line for like 30 minutes with his arms just and he's like Waiting. I was like, how do they make money doing this? I don't understand. You know, I, I'm not paying him that much money, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wasn't that bad. Am I honestly with the here? I'm gonna switch real quick. I've got uh let's see, I've got this. This is like my cool little comic here. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, so this is like I, I, I got two of these. So this one uh was a one in five hundred. So I talked about the. the this King is the Spawn. Fortnite one that you yeah, had mentioned. Yeah. yeah okay. So all right. So we talked about the King Spawn, where they ended up doing half a million comics of this comic, right? Mm-hmm. And they ended up um, uh, getting sixteen hundred seventy nine of these, or whatever, right? So this is a one in five hundred, not one two fifty. Okay. Uh, it's the first foil Fortnite comic, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not a second print, even though it reprints the material from the Batman Fortnite Zero Point issue number one. Uh-huh. It's technically the Batman Fortnite Zero Point Special Edition Batman Day comic. And so it's actually not, it, it's recognized as its own comic as opposed to like a, a second printing of the first comic. Right. And. Right. What was weird about it is when they listed it. So there's several factors that make this out of control. So uh, I, I talked a little bit about the pre-ordering, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Comics switched to a primarily digital comic ordering setup. And so the comic shops, they'll just go in and they order from their order form, right? But people like me who pre-order, we have to go onto their website. And this was listed in DC Connect issue number 14. But what's really weird is if you go and Google DC Connect and you go on the DC Connect page, it goes from issue 13 to 15. And so I was like, what's going on here? So I actually had to Google DC Connect 14 and I found it. And what's weird is if you look at the URL, I only know this because I'm a web guy, right? Mm -hmm. Is the, um, I'm going to come back to the regular cam here, but the. uh, the, So freaking fancy. Yeah, I was going to say, well, (laughs) I'll move it around a minute. But like, so like on the URL, if you look at it, they originally set up in WordPress or whatever they're using uh, for 2020, and they started plugging their their catalogs in, right? And when it came to 2021, they just kept plugging them, so they would be on the same page and force the other ones down, right? Mm-hmm. DC Connect 14, for whatever reason, they put it on 2021 instead of 2020. It's on its own page, ah, and it's complete, and so like it's completely separate from all of the other ones. And I was like, well, that's weird. I almost missed this, you know. Did you did you get this one graded yourself or did you already yeah, buy it? Oh, I you got did? it graded myself. I sent okay. two. I I I ended up ordering three thousand and thirty six copies of this Batman Day free comic book day, and I got six of these monofoils. And 
um, the way they ordered them, you had to order them in bundles. They sent, sold them in uh, bundles of 25 copies. Mm-hmm. And so to get a black and white variant, you had to order five bundles. And to get a foil, you had to order um, 25 bundles. And so I, I told my oh, guy wow. at the shop, I was like, I want 100 and I want 125. Or it was a 20 per bundle. So I was like, I want 100 and I want six of these bundles. I want 120 of these comics. And he's like, dude, are you sure? You know, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I think it's going to be big, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it is big. I'm looking, I'm looking at them right now. I see no price history for the 9.8. But there's only been one listed so far, I think. Yeah, there's only one. And and it's he wants like they want four fifty ish. But I mean, even looking at been discounting a little bit, uh offering like a ten or twenty, but but the thing is, uh, like if you go to the CGC population census, um Mm -hmm. I believe there's a total of eight uh nine point eights, and then there's a nine point nine, and then some poor bastard got a nine point (laughs) six. Um so that's it. That's all that's, that's been there's so ten of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at one in five hundred, so the the Batman issue number six was the most printed issue of the Batman Fortnite series. They had, mm-hmm. and you can find some of these numbers. There's a site. It's a comic con chronon or something. They collect the order data and try and figure out how many copies were printed, and mm-hmm. they can't figure out how many of the free day because no one cares about the free day comics. Usually, but the yeah. the Batman. Uh, issue number six they went up to ninety three thousand copies because there were no reprint no second prints third prints or nothing mm-hmm. and so assuming they they even ordered anywhere close to that which i'm pretty sure they didn't because this was like a comic that they're supposed to give out for free mm-hmm. and the idea is the comic shop can sell the black and white variants and the foil variants to make their money back basically and like I had people, because uh, I, I I did a video about this, and I told my guys I I got a couple people who were interested. I, I bought six, I sold three of them, and um, uh, I had other guys who were like, "Hey, can you get me on?" I was like, "I'm kind of keeping three because I'm giving one away on my channel as a promotion when I get to a thousand subscribers." By the way, you know, and um, uh, I wanted two for my private collection, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so uh, I kind of have these priorities and people are still asking me where can I get them. And so like my friends and stuff, I was calling comic book shops in their, in their cities and saying, look, here's the information. Here's exactly what you have to type in your system. It costs you this much. I'll pay you this much. Can you please order this for me? And mm-hmm. shops are like, no, no, that's too much work or not. Nah. Or like haggling or like, you know, well, we'll do this and we're going to charge this much. And, and it was weird. And it was really difficult for a couple of my friends to actually find shops that would really, and we're like, take our money, take our money, mm-hmm. please. You know, and we just want but the damn want foil comic, but yeah. even assuming that they printed a hundred thousand copies of this book and mind you, I'm pretty sure that's way overestimating, right? That would be 200 copies of the monofoil total. And so I'm pretty sure there's fewer than 200 copies of it out there. And for a Fortnite foil collectible, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty good. You know, I might have to get with you after this to figure out, like, okay, this is what you need to put in. Because I, if I can get one, that would be that would be amazing. That'd be. I'd say again, definitely, because the the thing that we found while we were leading up to this is people are definitely putting in wrong terms on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the official term is monofoil. That's not what people are listing them as. Gotcha. So yeah, they're just listing them as virgin foil or rock. Virgin foil, foil, chrome, 
Chrome often. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, so CGC, when they officially listed it, they listed it as a virgin cover on uh, on the actual CGC slab. That's all. They, they don't mention mm-hmm. the foil at all. Interesting. You know, uh, what and what's is- weird. All right. So one more weird one. Sorry. CLZ, yeah. uh, the like collecting catalog app. Mm-hmm. Um, they originally listed the black and white variant instead of as a one in 100 as a one in 20. And they listed this one as a one in um, uh, a one in 100. And I actually emailed them and said, Hey guys, that's the bundles. And I send them the page and the info and they changed it in the app and actually made it a one in 100 and one in 500. And that's so it. there's like weird info out there and there's a lot of weird listings because people, again, comics sometimes get people don't exactly know what they're doing all the time yeah yeah that's me I I remember when I got into comics a few years ago because I just like collecting and buying stuff uh you know in my head I I tried to approach comics like I did with cards and so I would try to get you know try to collect them all and when you're talking about getting a comic that I don't know has like 16 issues with like four variants or four different covers you know some of them are nasty you pull up this app and it it starts listing variant a b c d you know and then it gets to a a a b a c and then you're at the b b and you're like no i'm done i'm done like this and it's dangerous too that's that's one of the things that killed the comic market in the 90s was speculation and over variant printing yeah. Um, and so what I tell everybody who, anybody who asks like, what variant should I get? I say, um, if you're looking to collect with the hope that that comic will grow as a, a collector piece, you should probably get the A variant. Um, more often than not, if something really one. big happens, people usually want the regular cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing though. There's not many modern comics that are going to blow up like that. You're the, like, I've been, like I said, I've been buying heavily for 20 years now. Uh, like a lot of comic books for 20 years, you know, like, like I go in and my, my new comic book day is a stack, you know, like, like I'm like, uh, you know, I try and keep it under 50 bucks a week, you know, and like, (laughs) you know, you know, it's tough. I, I, and and, uh, and and that's that, that, that rule usually doesn't apply if there's a Fortnite comic coming out. Um, yeah. Because I've been I've been buying a lot of extra Fortnite comics. I give out uh, comics on my channel every month, and I give out codes a lot, as evidenced by the ones still on the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, um, uh, you know, the regular modern comics. There's again, it's not very frequently you're going to find a comic that has five thousand prints. Every Batman comic is going to be printed out to sixty, seventy, eighty, a hundred thousand copies, yeah. and at that level maybe it'll spike and maybe maybe it'll be become really big like they did a there was a black label one where they did the first nude uh frontal nude shot of batman i don't know if you've heard about this one batman mm-hmm. so dc decided they were going to launch their new adult label their black label um and they decided they're going to do it with batman and they they hired an, i can't remember the artist or the writer but it's a series called batman damned and it's mm-hmm. like a prestige format so larger than normal format and the first issue hit the stands, and there's a full frontal shot of Bruce Wayne taking his costume off with full frontal bat, you know, full frontal for the ladies, you know. And um, people lost their shit. Mm-hmm. And DC immediately was like, oh, we're not, this isn't what Black Label is supposed to be about. And they, like, immediately can't, like, made them they the comic back, back and take all the nudity out. 
and like they completely strip their entire launch of their new black label adult line uh, right off the bat. And so it was kind of a debacle. And they announced reprints yeah. of it, but then they never reprinted it. And the comic, I think, spiked to uh, maybe $100 at one point. And I doubt it's cost that right now. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of weird where they fluctuate to some extent. But a modern comic will never have that kind of like explosive growth. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about that Fortnite comic with the Chrome and everything is what we saw happen with like the Black Knight shards and Fortnite comics already. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, I have a few questions that I wanted to talk to you about because, yeah, it's really crazy. And one of the things that, you know, I'm thinking of and it's, you know, it's really curious to me why we haven't necessarily seen a huge penetration like we have seen a penetration in the market with some of the Fortnite gamers getting into the cards some of them getting into the comics but you know with how big the game is and one of the talking points you always say well the game is huge these things are going to grow you know and then you know but in my head it's like okay so when will that happen like like always in my head i'm like okay when when is there actually going to be real penetration where gamers actually get into the comics and into the cards um which is obviously probably not something that we can answer but also too you know because i've gotten this question before it's like well what makes you think gamers will care about these things and then you know layered on to that something that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, the kind of waning interest the newer generations have had when it comes to comic books. It's like, yes, I, I like them. They're very cool. I haven't opened them up to read them at all because I, I think I want to send all mine to get graded sure. through CGC. But like with, with thinking about those factors, um, you know, I, I know that you're feeling really confident about it, but you know, are there other reasons other than the fact that like Fortnite is a huge game that you think those gamers might get into the comics specifically? Well, I think that um, Fortnite wants people to get into the comics. We've seen them like, um, you know, we saw this little crossover kind of start with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And when they announced like Deadpool as a secret skin, I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Cause I'm like, I'm a pretty serious Fortnite gamer. I play a lot of Fortnite myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's that's Hell become yeah. my game of choice for sure, you know. And um, I uh, I was really excited about that. In the first Marvel season, I w- I just loved it. Um, and p- there was a little bit of pushback of too much of the comic stuff, you know, huh. and that kind of stuff from some of the general gamers and everything. But then they've kind of brought in the DC. And no matter how much naysaying we see, we also see that's consistently selling. They, you know, they're always, and, and I'm sure that if the stuff, the comic book, the Jokers and the, uh, you know, Harley Quinns, if that stuff wasn't selling, they wouldn't be continuing to bring it out, you know, because mm-hmm. they have to license it, it costs them money to do it. And so I think that, you know, there's definitely, you know, uh, there's a popularity like people are a familiarity you know with these brands that helps Mm -hmm. drive it to some extent um but for long term i think that like a lot of the people who are playing right now a lot of the younger kids aren't necessarily collectors and i think that um the fortnite collecting market in like 10 or 15 years has the potential to be really really big because um you, you know Pokemon has done well on this market that is, you know, in comparison, 
pretty, you know, it's a very hardcore, very serious market. You know, people, Pokemon fans are very passionate about their Pokemon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I play a lot of Pokemon Go, I'll admit, you know, it's become Same. my game. You know? <laughs> and <Gotta add> uh, <laughs> it was to say, you know, it's, uh, but uh, it, it's, I just like think that with, with the way that Fortnite is built, to continue to like engage us in so many different ways constantly that it really has potential unlike any other video game. And for me, it's, it's partially based on my own experience. You know, I, like I said, I played a lot of Halo and when Halo pissed me off and I was like, I'm out of here, you know, I went to, um, I was homeless. So I didn't have a game or a game. You know, I didn't have a good game. You know, I'm trying to figure out what to do with my time. And, I got uh, into Overwatch for a while, which I actually really like love Overwatch. It. Never played it, but it's cool. Um, I, I love Overwatch, but it got to the point, and, and like uh, I even went back and tried to play again, and I think that Overwatch has been balanced to death um, because I, I there was three or four characters in Overwatch I could jump in and I could play and get kills and have a great time and have fun, and the last two times I've gone, I'm like trying to play with my son. I'm like, what the hell's going on? They're like, oh, he took they took that out. It was too powerful. Or they did this, or mm-hmm. and they've just balanced everything. And it's to the point now, if you're not playing with a dedicated team that are doing specific roles, you're not going to win. And that I don't have the time to be practicing for you know practicing a video game at night you know like i want to be able to just get in and fortnite uh it's pretty easy you watch a video you know what the new mechanics are and you can start figuring it out you know and uh but the thing i love more than anything else with fortnite is just how much um new stuff they're putting out Uh, so much with with like halo and call of duty it was like i remember like oh cool they're gonna do uh three map packs so we get new content throughout the year i'm like oh that's cool now somebody tells me well we're gonna give you three map packs over the year i'm like isn't that a little slow you know i mean like i'm getting (laughs) i'm getting new stuff every day on fortnite you know and and i almost feel like with fortnite we almost have felt a bit of a slowdown so i'm actually really excited to see like chapter three what happens yeah um the way they're describing it uh hopefully they're gonna like uh it sounds like they might be uh bigger lobbies and some new features so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. but i'm ready for a shakeup, and that's why i like more than anything else about fortnite is it's always changing um you know and people complain about this change or that change but it's like if you don't like the change come back in a month and it'll be gone you know and you'll you can and go then back you'll be good. Like, yeah yeah and i and i I play a lot of people who complain, oh, the shooting's terrible. I'm like, look, it's not a shooting game. It's a building game. It's actually very different than your typical, like, just run around, shoot people game. It's actually, you know, very unique. And um, and I think that that, that is going to translate long-term because I think that they're engaging so many different brands and so many different age groups in so many different ways constantly that we've never even really seen a brand do that before. And like, you know, like, um, like, man, I grew up on the Star Wars movies and then like the expanded universe novels. And I'm a Star Wars junkie from just the books. You know what I mean? And um, Dark Horse comics. uh, I oh Yeah, I've read the Dark. I've got many of the Dark Horse. I started buying um, Star Wars comics. uh, uh, Like, I think I have pretty much one of every issue of Star Wars comic put out since 2003, maybe. And so I have like two copies of the Clone Wars issues one through twelve, which is blowing up right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Because I bought one for me and one for my son, 
and then he was like yeah he could and then he liked the pocket versions and so mm -hmm. i ended up buying him the pocket versions which they came out later on but i have uh two sets of star wars the clone wars issues one through 12 uh complete and perfect shape i wow. i pulled a couple of them they're sitting around here somewhere to be graded um i've got uh yeah i uh you so like uh there's star wars um dawn of the jedi is a book i think is doing really good right now yeah. and there's yeah. an issue zero and an issue one and i've got those and i've got the entire run of star wars legacy from dark horse which is an awesome series of every single one. Oh yeah 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 uh, so I'm, I'm hoping we so see many. Darth Talon at some point because if that happens, Darth Talon, she's such that's, that's going to be worth a lot, you know? Oh my God. That'll be, she's such a badass. Anyways, I, I haven't finished, I haven't read any of the series with her in it, but I mean, I see her on covers and she's just so cool. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so the star Wars legacy is set, you know, like 50 years after the last expanded universe novel. And mm -hmm. it picks up with like, I think it's the grandson of Luke Skywalker. Mm. um Cade Skywalker and it's kind of his story mm, it's pretty good so cool. and that's then they did a series cool. after that with like Han Solo's great-granddaughter Jaina Solo which I actually only bought the first six issues of that I wasn't too into it oh really mm. yeah, yeah. there's so many good stories though in Legends and which oh, makes God. me so disappointed don't even get me started on the novels the yeah this trilogy yeah yeah it's just I mean so I didn't I, I thought it was cool that they wanted to be creative, you know, and take it in new directions or whatever. Like a cool new story for Star Wars. Great, cool, fun. Except you did a terrible job and I can't do it. And th like there's so many better written comic series. There's so many better written. Well, um, so one of the first things that I saw from J.J. Abrams uh, when he was announced to be taking it uh, to starting off a trilogy Mm. was an interview with him and i've tried so hard to find this and i can't mm. find it anywhere on the internet and I've, I've tried and tried and tried but one of the first things he did was he said that um he did this interview and he said that he was pulling inspiration he wasn't going to follow it exactly but they were pulling inspiration from the expanded universe and particularly um the um the it came after vector prime and all the that stuff it was where uh jason solo kind of went to the dark side spoiler alert you know i don't know if you've seen any of this but and and, and so he specifically mentions the uh, darth cadius book you know, that he was gonna he wanted to do kind of a version of the darth cadius series and i was like that's so cool that he's like referencing it that's like heavy that's gonna be really intense it, like it's a good 25 year jump Mm -hmm. um, it was really exciting and then i never saw him reference that again and about two months later they announced that the eu was done and it was legends the expanded universe was now legends yeah and, and that was the last time i saw that but a lot of what we saw in the 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 trilogy was it, 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 not even the trilogy a lot of what we saw in force awakens like a lot of the setup and a lot of the potential there I do, I think was inspired by those EU novels for sure. And mm -hmm. I actually, I think it's a real shame that I feel like we didn't really get to see um, like the story points that put, I, 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 there's all sorts of rumors, whatever else. But personally, I really like the idea that Ray was like a descendant of like, um, 
the Mandalorian princess and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought that was genius. And oh, what a, man. And there so, were so um, many pieces that fit. And I was like, oh, I, yeah. And then yeah. after that, you know, everything else was just disappointing. I'm like, you're going to make her a Palpatine. And I'm like, oh. And then okay. she's going to take the Skywalker name because why? Anyways, I don't even know. What could have been? What could have been? I, mm. And so instead, I'm just going to go read uh, my Star Wars novels. Mm. Uh, I love um, the the X-Wing series. It's so good. And my, my all-time favorite Star Wars novel is has got to be I, Jedi. And and it might be because, like, I read the original... I've heard of it. Um, yeah. Like, Jedi Academy trilogy that they did, like, in the 90s. I love playing know? the games, too. Yeah. And, like... But when the... When, just even too from like just the perspective of like seeing how he took the narrative of a trilogy of books that already existed in his book series and then he how he took uh with i jedi he how he rewrote the trilogy of books to be completely different with just like a little bit of knowledge and it's like oh my god that's so good it's mm-hmm. such like a treat to read um and it goes into some really cool ideas with a jedi and like um it's just I, I would say that's probably gotta be my favorite star wars book is i jedi for sure that's mm. a really good one that's awesome yeah. I, i've heard i've heard good things about the more recent um novels i think aftermath uh i read um a new dawn which mm-hmm. is like the canaan novel i think and it's actually really good I canaan like from uh star wars rebels yes okay yeah yeah it's like his origin story it's actually a very good book and i would recommend it to anyone who's like a rebels fan uh star wars it's a good tv show it's a good one yeah 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 i I, i've got the uh the star wars canaan comics i picked all yeah first first padawan right yeah yeah. last padawan yeah canaan the last padawan i think yeah Yeah, that's what it was yes i've got all those that's awesome um yeah yeah, there, there's a few there's a few series from Dark Horse that I'm chasing right now. I I try not to read the books unless I have them all. So I read one like uh, the Last Sith Tribe and stuff like that. It was sure. it was okay. It was it was it was random, but I don't know. I kind of like seeing those stories, and and it makes me it makes me happy. Okay, going back to what you had mentioned that Marvel or Disney rather is sending stories to Dark Horse. I thought the reason like how media worked and you could tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I thought, you know, when, when you go from an idea to a movie, what you do is you test it out as a comic book first, then it gets tested as a novel. And then they go like, so based on the popularity of those things, then they consider turning those into movies. And so to me, I mean, I don't mind dark horse because I have a crap ton of, dark horse no- uh, novels listen to me comics like i don't i don't mind it personally but i'm sure there's way more nuance you know to your statement earlier about them sending it to dark horse so well like I it's i don't know it's like dark horse man losing star wars was like that huge. was nasty that was big that was a huge part of their business mm-hmm. um and then they also lost the aliens franchise yeah uh, and predator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like that's like 70 or 80 percent of their comic books i mean you know and what's really crazy okay so when um when dark horse lost the star wars comics um mm-hmm. the deal that they had in place with marvel is it's crazy because they, they you, you it's like a licensing agreement they pay them money to be able to publish it right mm-hmm. but when they lost it 
um, Disney and Star Wars, Star Wars, because I believe Dark Horse made their contract with Star Wars before Disney. And, um, but Star Wars retained all the rights. And so when Dark Horse lost the contract, um, Disney started publishing Dark Horse comic books under Marvel logos. And so you can find trade paperback collections of Dark Horse comic book stories printed by Disney with the Marvel logo on the spine, which I think is like kind of nasty. Yeah. Like that's that's nasty. That's nasty. Like so if someone's like, oh, check out my copy of Star Wars Tales and it's got that Marvel logo on there, I'm gonna be like, mm, that's no, not, yeah, that's that's that's, that, right. that's a bad that's a reading copy at best. But <laughs> it's it's like weird. And it it shows mm-hmm. the strength of the Star Wars license that they were able to be like, fuck you, we own this shit. If you want to publish it when you're done, we still own it. And Dark Horse is like, I guess, you know, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a terrible deal, Mm -hmm. but that's the strength of the brand. And I just, I'd, so I'm sitting there and I'm laughing at all these Marvel Star Wars comics that are being printed as trade paperbacks. I'm like, that's not Marvel. That's, that's Dark Horse. That's Dark Horse. Yeah. And so I'm just laughing. And now to have it come back though, and come full circle to Marvel being like, this is too much work do you want to just pay us and do this dark i'm like oh my god that's i think it just says so much about the industry in itself Mm -hmm. right there um a number of years ago marvel uh, like i saw solicit and um from idw for Mm spider-man i was like what the fuck is this idw is publishing a spider-man book that don't make no goddamn sense i was like holy shit marvel's shopping their licenses out Mm -hmm. marvel's like can we get away with not publishing comics and sure enough so i picked those up because it's the first spider-man published by not marvel Mm -hmm. and um and they did an avengers series and they did a black panther and they did it all under the guise of kids series Okay, mm. and you've seen it even more recently with IDW doing. Um, they did the High Republic in the Star Wars Adventure series. Those are not no published way. by Marvel. Those are sub licensed out to IDW. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind I of need like to read High Republic too. You can kind of see it like coming in. I've got the entire comic run sitting over here, and I haven't read it yet. Um, I did get the free comic book day with the anime style one too, which that one was like reselling for a hundred dollars, which is insane for a free comic book day comic. That doesn't people really wanted that book, I guess. I mean, I want it because I like anime and I like that style, and it's cool. Yeah, and I hope to God that it's still not selling for a hundred dollars. I suspect it's selling for a much more reasonable like price at this point. Yeah, but. But I mean, you know, that's crazy. I mean, you do bring up a lot of really great points, uh, like at the end of the day, when it comes to, you know, collecting these things, collecting comics, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you for sure, because we've gotten into so many tangents, which are great. I mean, honestly, we're talking about things that I like, but, you know, if you, so if you had a hundred dollars to spend on something that you wanted to spec on what would it be and why you know i've been thinking about it and i already talked a little bit about the uh the batman issue number six variant that's that one's 
right at that price point right now is not a bad option. Mm-hmm. But if I if I had a hundred dollars and it was if I could just pop on right now, I would I would go buy me some Fortnite Series Three. I'm dying to crack some cards, man. I I'm so I excited for the new set. I know um, me too. One of my favorite things about the Fortnite trading cards is, and what what's really cool about them, there's a a Fortnite trading card buy sell exchange and trade group on facebook and i joined it in like september 2019 when the first cards dropped out to promote my videos where Mm -hmm. i was doing card openings and at that time there's like 29 or 30 people and i think right now it's got like 1200 or 1500 people and there's some amazing collectors in there that are super helpful and for anyone who's trying to get the cards it's the best place I know. It's I, I the only reason I was able to complete some of my sets is being able to connect through some people through that. Group. Yeah, it's it was really tough to get complete sets of the series one. Yeah, really well, it tough. was it was you know the series one. Uh, locally, I was able to find them at GameStops. I found mm-hmm. uh, maybe five nice. to six packs at each GameStop, and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then targets. Yes, uh, we were able to get some good stuff from Target. And um, there was one restock during season two at Walmart, but like series two was only Target. GameStop didn't have them. Uh, you know, I wasn't able to find uh, any of the Dollar Trees at my house. Didn't have any of the single packs. Mm-hmm. You know, and so series two was really tricky, and I was only able to complete that through doing trades online and stuff. You know. Wow. Uh, but I am really excited for series three. And my favorite thing about them is when everybody's kind of cracking packs and everybody's trying to figure out like, uh, because inevitably so far with series one and then series two, it always ends up what's, what's harder to get hollows or shards. At the end of the day, it's always shards. Shards wins every time because we see the print numbers and you can only buy it from one store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, generally speaking in the U S um, but like, when the series comes out, there's always people like hollows are better and they'll argue them. And, you know, it's, it's fun going back and forth with people and like hammering out those numbers and saying, I've opened this many packs and here's what we're getting. And, you know, you start, everybody starts exchanging information and you start figuring out, you know, wait a second. Like we've pulled between us collectively, we pulled thousands of copies of, you know, or hundreds of copies of the ice King, but there's only, two or three autumn queens like what's going on here that's kind of weird you know and you start finding the short prints and stuff like that and figuring out like you know what's the the actual chase card and with fortnite uh, long term it's going to be interesting because i think we will see some of those numbers shift because you know there's those hardliners who are like it's a legendary is always going to be more than epic but the popularity is driving the sales on some of those like Peelies and Skull Troopers way harder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Skull Trooper is a huge skin, huge, yeah. huge skin. And and I'm really excited for a series three because I'm really hoping and I'm speculating that there will be just just because there's more variants of cards in general, there's bigger sets. Um. I mean, we're going to have the Optochrome, we're going to have the Crystal oh. Shard, we're going to have the base, and then we're going to have those wraparound cards, right? Those, yeah, and there's something about lasers are. or parallels. Right. So so there's these new variations of cards that we'll be able to 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 pull. So we'll have to figure out, okay, which ones are, are the hardest to grab. Is it going to be the Crystal Shards or is it going to be something else? Um, but 
but what I'm hoping is that what it does is I'm hoping that that helps also. I hope that means that it's going to be a larger print run, and I hope that means it's going to be easier for people to collect yeah. cards. At this point, I want I want Fortnite trading cards to be easier and easier to collect. I don't want them to be harder or difficult. Mm -hmm. And I know some of the people are like, "Ah, oh, but I want a really hard chase card to find that I can buy and then Midas. I can get." And I was like, "That's the Black Knight Hollow Shard, buddy. You missed it." you know and it's yeah. like uh you know i'm like i'm, I'm at this we point did. i just want the hobby to grow because i already got all my first run stuff and now i want to see everything flourish you know what i mean because that puts me in a better position it's selfish mm -hmm. i know um but at the same time i want it to be easier for new people to get i want kids i want i want a kid to be able to get his full set and you know be like oh man i mean maybe someday i can get that you know first run you know <laughs> And I mean, but 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 to your point, it's got to be easy because if not, people aren't. It's gonna. It's that. It's not gonna be welcoming to new to new people yeah. to to other gamers to you know their parents trying to get these random cards for their kids because their kids love the game. You know, I, I remember like when I first started collecting Fortnite, it seemed like the only people in that group in those Facebook groups for Fortnite, it, they were either. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't see any gamers at first. I, I really didn't for a really long time. I didn't see any gamers, just collectors collecting sure. and speculating. But yeah. then also it was like grandparents and parents yeah. trying to find the cards. Trying for to get kids. the cards for their kids. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's definitely, it is, it has definitely been a very interesting journey that we've all kind of been on, you know? So, so it's really nice to have at least been on the ground floor of it, uh, which is what I'm really, you know, thankful to have been a part of, but yeah, you know, if, if, if they want, if they want people into the cards, it's just going to have to be easier to get these things. Yeah. And, and I mean, that doesn't even mean that, the series one and the series two become less valuable if anything they become even know. more valuable 100%. at the end of the day but even beyond that not even the most important part the most important part is like let's get these cards in the hands of kids and they'll tell us whether or not they like them exactly so. yeah well and at the end of, so with collection collecting man you can sit here and you can speculate your ass off all you want and it doesn't matter um uh collectibles it, it's always going to be what we didn't think was going to be worth something that's going to mm -hmm. be worth something because everything that we think is worth something we all collected and there's hundreds of them out there and at the end of the day if you want it you're just paying that price and where the real big value comes from is when there's not any copies of it left you know and yeah um i think a good example is that i uh I, you know i was buying um all of the ultimate mm -hmm. comic books uh that's kind of what got me back into comics i i got out comics and you know, I, uh, I I heard about this new series, Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate X-Men. It was like fresh, no uh, backlog, no history. It was just a new take on the characters in a modern setting, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're really good. Their first hundred issues of those two books are excellent, you know. And um, so I was pretty into collecting them. And they, uh, they did the Ultimate Fallout series, which is the lead up to Death of Spider-Man. And, you know, you get Miles Morales. Um and so trying to collect all those, I got the retailer incentive one in 25 connecting variants uh, for the series. Mm -hmm. And the result is I've got an ultimate fallout uh, 
issue number four, which is the connecting variant, which like uh, the graded copies I've seen listed on eBay, the price is out- outrageous. And so I think that they just really aren't that many copies of them out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's when you get those big home runs when you're like, you know, and, and I think at the end of the day, you got to like, when you're collecting, you have to like choose something that's fun. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, a lot of the stuff you collect is not going to grow in value. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, um, people don't I, like to hear it. But I, don't, I know folks don't like to hear it. I have 8,000 comic books. And like I said, a bunch of them are growing in value. They only grow in value if I sell them. And, and in order for you to sell them, you've got to have that, you know, there's the haggling and yeah, you, you know, you really, it's a whole process Mm -hmm. and you can say the value is this, but ultimately if you're really trying to sell, you're going to get lower than that value most likely because collectors are looking for value. They're not looking to pay top dollar. And it's, yeah, yeah, you know, and so it's like, you know, collecting is a weird thing. You got to do it for fun. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it like for a business or something, man, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, you know, that's hard. You're going to have a lot it's really of heartache. hard. It's really you know? hard, but, but you can do it. You, you yeah. can absolutely do it. I I've seen guys, uh, you know, make $80,000 in a year, just selling comic books, you know, and these are not like LGSs. These are just guys. Yeah. These are just dudes. And I'm asking them like, well, how'd you do it? And they're like, well, dream. we scope it out. Yeah. I have this dream one day, you know, it's uh that's like, you know, that's whenever, whenever I'm at work and they're like uh, giving me a hard time, I'm like, I'll, I'll just quit <laughs> like yeah i've got a fallback man, guys man i'll go yeah. sell comic books for a year you know i'll take a year off the non-profit game <laughs> yeah but you know because because you know one of the things that you've talked about is is you really like finding those ones that explode right you want to get in there when it's right there you know if you could go back and get like batman one superman one uh you know you you wanted to have been one of those people so so with that said what which exploded comic or card or whatever you you can pick um which exploded uh pc items is your favorite and and it could be from a monetary perspective or from like an emotional like connection perspective uh it's got to be that ultimate fallout issue for we were just talking about i think Mm -hmm. that um like i'm i'm dragging my heels a little bit but that's um i have to get it graded and Mm -hmm. i think if i get that graded um i think uh, that's like the tipping point where that's so such a big possible flip that i'm like i kind of have to do it and once i sell one i'm like ah man now it's time it's just gonna you know, it might be a waterfall process.